stop, stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theatre. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. All right, welcome back. We are breaking up with RBS. This is episode number 25, and I am Tani Santabria. And I am JDK Winnikin. We are here to uh, debunk the junk. Yeah. And there's a never-ending supply. We always have junk. Always have junk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. It's part of life. Yeah, and, and noticing it is sort of the first part, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> being okay with it. Well, well, we know it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just sometimes just let it hang out a whole long time. Yeah, it needs to. <laughs> Way like, longer than it like needs to. Like not cleaning up our rooms for a long period of time or... Yeah, you know, yeah. Letting the yeah. Dish, let the dishes sit in the sink too long. When the garage sort of gets really full with all of the stuff we keep just putting in, the, oh, in there. Oh, that's a good visual. Right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cleaning out the garage, right. too. <laughs> yeah. All the stuff that gets cluttered. So you can park new stuff in there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And oh. maybe stuff you really want in there instead of all the boxes you haven't looked in for decades. Oh. Yeah. Kind of getting back to getting rid of some of that that junk we've talked about in previous yeah. episodes. So, yeah. All right. Well, welcome. Mm-hmm. Good to see you. Welcome to everybody. Uh, thank you for uh, checking in on this episode. If you are listening live on Warm 106.9 in Seattle, good morning. Thanks for joining us. If you are listening on your preferred podcast platform, thank you so much for doing so and for subscribing to the show and leaving comments. We really appreciate that. And if you're joining us on our YouTube channel at Breaking Up With Our BS, uh, we're waving at you. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, this week we were going to talk about uh, la- the end of last week. You had mentioned how it'd be kind of fun to kind of bring the conversation back into mm-hmm. kind of, for lack of a better term, sort of the physiology of this, the yeah, science our, of this, the our body is a real thing, right? How yeah, our bodies are <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real- <laughs> we're not cyborgs. That's good, right? As far as we know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, yeah. yeah. So for lack of a better term, kind of getting into what role that plays, like, you know, mm-hmm. in breaking up with these BS stories. And it's not just the role it plays. It's the fundamental Right. That's place where, where happens. our fight or flight and freeze system is. It's in the body, not in the brain. Well, right. Yeah. It's not in the thinking space. Mm-hmm. It's It's in the body. That's where sort of we notice our heart rate increases when we're stressed or... Um, are, you know, we've got the, the, the tension in the belly mm-hmm. or we've got restlessness in the body, you know, mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things are attached to the nervous system, mm-hmm. which is impacted by our experiences. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so where do we start with that? Yeah. Where do we start? What kinds of things kind of get you revved up in terms of like increased heart rate maybe maybe you're noticing butterflies in your stomach maybe you're noticing a little bit of stress perhaps or worry what kinds of things um if i know you? if i know um some difficult conversations are coming mm-hmm. okay or get thrust into one that i'm not expecting yeah um you know i historically conflict can be mm-hmm. that type of thing or disagreement mm-hmm. and i've been intentional with <laughs> working on that for a while mm-hmm. but yeah that can really 
that can bring it up. Yeah. Like suddenly something unexpected like that can can trigger responses where I can feel it mm-hmm. in my body. Yeah. You know, where it, what can happen is if it's unexpected and unpleasant, I can almost feel like my body temperature change, right? Like a flood of, it feels both cold and hot at the same time. Kind of like that stuff you rub on uh, sore muscles. <laughs> the icy hot the icy or something. Hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not sponsored. Um, <laughs> talk to him. Uh, uh, but kind of like that, but over my whole body. And then I end up holding my breath. My heart rate goes up. Mm-hmm. And I can feel like I need to have some sort of emotional release of some sort. Like I need to mm-hmm. get up and run around or I need to scream out or I need to cry or something like that. That yeah. happens to me. That reminded me, I get like sweaty palms and sometimes sweaty feet when I really? get a little stressed. Yeah. yeah. Really? And you can feel your feet sweating? Like- yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it matter if it's in um, your it's shoes? It's not, not like dripping sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not this like. It's all very vivid. <laughs> it's not like a workout dripping sweat Got on it. my feet, but just a little warm and sort of, you know, clammy. I can mm-hmm. feel that also, along with increased heart rate, sometimes lump in my throat, those kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the cold feeling in my chest, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, like like I've been hollowed out. Yeah. That can happen to me too. Wow, yeah. sweaty feet. I know. Hmm, am I the only one? I don't know. I have to <laughs> check with some other folks. Um, but so conflict. Do you flee or stick around for conflict? What happens? Oh for you? man, um, my initial response usually is I freeze. Okay. And depending on what it's about, who it's with, if it's conversational conflict, that type of thing, um, I freeze and then I usually try to talk my way out of it, like calm everything down. Mm. Almost like in response to me wanting to calm down, yeah. I want to calm down the situation or I want to calm down. And, mm-hmm. and earlier in life, I would have done whatever I needed to to calm it down. Mm-hmm. Said whatever I needed to say, admit to whatever I needed to admit, make up some BS. Right. If I needed to, to myself or to the other person, just to get it calm. Mm-hmm. Um, these days, it's um, I I can still freeze, mm-hmm. but I don't go to those same solutions. Um, but I still have those emotional responses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the I body, the mm-hmm. body. It's like the body knows these experiences from past time, mm-hmm. and what we often find is that. In, in a moment of something uncomfortable happening, the body reacts first. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then we're sort of doing the habitual things right. that we might do from a headspace mm-hmm. that we typically would do from there. So talking yourself out of it is sort of like a fleeing of sorts or trying, trying to calm things down. Like, it is. Yeah. I can go the other way, though, because mm-hmm. if I feel cornered or if I have exhausted all of my avenues of fleeing, I can fight. Yeah. And then usually that's by escalating it. You know, I just get angry mm-hmm. verbally. And that usually, it takes me a while to get to that spot. So sometimes when I get there, it's really surprising for the person on the other end. And then I see that or I sense that and it feels like an opportunity to get out of it. And so it's like, it just comes flying out. Mm-hmm. What it's, and I, and yeah. I feel terrible yeah. during and after, mm-hmm. you know, so I've, I guess I can show all three depending on what stage we're at. Yeah, I think that that's pretty typical for a lot of us. Well, that's good depending to know. depending on the experience, depending on the person, mm-hmm. especially in conflict, depend depending on what kind of conflict it is. Mm-hmm. A conversational conflict is is maybe different 
or especially maybe at work, a conversational conflict might be different at work yes, than it would be with a family member or a spouse or partner. Um, some other kind of conflict that might involve some physical or something that of a greater mm-hmm. degree um, might elicit a different kind of response. Sure. Um, and different ages and stages and phases of mm-hmm. our life might elicit. But the fact is that that tends to be something that can create some stress in the body and our nervous system responds. Oh, man. And that is the first thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we're wired for that, right? It's protective. So in some ways, that's the best indicator of what we're talking about yeah. is just think of think of whatever it is that, that mm-hmm. kicks off a bodily reaction. Yeah. And that's yeah. a clear sign that the body has something to do mm-hmm. <laughs> with what we're talking about. And that there's lots of things around us every day that can kick in a stress response in the body. Yeah. And, and sometimes we don't pay close enough attention to perhaps... Um, limit exposure to some things because okay a a, con, a a conflicting conversation that maybe would be important to have um, mm-hmm. would would be something to sit to sit through and get through and right. and, and 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 we you know we'll talk about sort of ways to do that but um, other thing like s- social media for example <laughs> yeah. we can stress ourselves out quite a bit or immobilize and freeze and kind of mm-hmm. dissociate a little bit. Mm-hmm. As we are involved in social media. So we open ourselves up to things to come into our system mm-hmm. that could be quite stressful and we might not be paying attention. Yeah. I, w- I was just thinking of your example of social media. I think of like, I haven't watched the TV news in a really long time. I'll read it yeah. instead of watching it, you know, because I can notice and I notice it in, in people that I know who watch the news and you can see their you know, see their bodies tense up or their, their demeanor changes or, you know, they start talking about things that you can tell they're projecting outward. Um, and, of course, what that ends up doing, and I can do this too, is another thing. I can start thinking about outcomes. Like maybe I'm having a stressful situation, something, think about outcomes, and then suddenly I might be having emotional responses to things that aren't even happening but I'm worried might happen. Or what would that feel like if that happened? And then I can feel it in my body as well. Like my body gets revved up and I can't sleep or I can't calm down or I get restless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not just, you're right, conflict is just one example. Right. It can be just everyday passive stuff. Yeah. I was talking to a young person um, not too long ago and he was telling me about how he loves to watch documentaries. Loves to, you know, learn about, you know, difficult times in history. And when he watches documentaries, he is in his thinking space thinking about how he might make sure that never happens again or how that might could, could have been done differently so that it didn't ha- like and he notices it gets himself all stressed out yeah. watching a documentary uh-huh right yeah well and and a lot of documentaries are trying to show you something for a reason because they want you to it's meant to be a call to action yes right? mm-hmm. and how many times do we hear that the importance of calls to action and it's not that they're bad. It's just depending on what they are, you can have emotional, physical mm-hmm. responses to those or to the idea of I'm not doing enough. Right. I need to do more. And it's confusing then what is in our control and what is not in our control. Mm. Right. So the call to action sometimes can you know, make us feel from a body place of like, oh, I need to do something about this. And it might not be in our control at all to do much about it 
And then we're adding another layer of stress on ourselves around Mm -hmm. needing to do something about this that's completely out of our control. And so we could be like hour upon hour upon hour in our day, we could be exposing ourselves to stressful situations and thinking, nope, this is just the way life is. Right. And making up stories about either what to do and then stories about what it means that we can't do something about something. True. It just leads me to wonder. It's like, you know, that's. This, this is why people start medicating stuff after a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get to the end of the day and you put down a few drinks to just slow everything down. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, or whatever it might be, right? I just picked drinking as one example. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could be zoning out to television. It could be, you know. A pint of ice cream, right? Pint of ice cream. <laughs> right. That doesn't sound so bad, actually. <laughs> no, it's not bad. No, it just is. It just is. Yeah. It yeah. is because there, then there's an ability to control that, right? It's, uh, But then, of course, that just kicks off its own yes. story. Ooh. Yes. Okay, Ooh, so now I'm already stressed out myself. Exactly. Are you? I'm feeling it. Yeah, I I'm am. I'm feeling it. So that's a that's a class that's an example of what we're talking about is that you know, we it's an integral part of our responses to the thing. We tend to think that it's just our minds respond to things, but mm-hmm. our bodies first. So bodies first, you know, in response to these things indicates that it's a vital part of this entire process through which we as human beings experience Stress. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And and it might seem s- simple to say body first, um, but when we're born and we're babies, the experiences of the body turn on first, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so all of those experiences that we might have of being hungry or not tended to or loud noises or cold or, you know, any of those sorts of experience or yelling or any of those are going to be kind of saved in the body. Yeah. Right. I, I think about imprinted or something, but mm-hmm. that might not be you know, accurate either, but, but sort of saved in the body because mm-hmm. that turns on first, then our emotional system. And then years later, our cognitive ability. Right. Right. So, but certainly when we're an adult and we experience these sort of stressors, the thinking space is kind of tied into it. Of course, right. Yeah, they're not separate. At that point, right. because we know now like, oh, I had a conflict, conflictive conversation one day and it didn't go very well. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Or I wow, that was a loud that. noise and that just, <laughs> yes. that just revved me up. I remember that, yes. Mm-hmm. So there is, but the body is really important because we very rarely, although sometimes I guess we try, Think ourselves, can we think ourselves out of a stressed body state <laughs> without allowing the body to kind of help us out? No. Right? That just like the telling ourselves to think something different mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily calm down the body or get us in a relaxed state. So when we hear things like, well, just, you know, we're, we're talking about BS stories. Just tell yourself a different story. That's not the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Certainly. BS stories will rev our body up. So we don't need those. Right. But we don't necessarily need another story to cover it up so the body relaxes. Right. Right. So if you're telling yourself a a story about an outcome that you fear, instead of saying, well, it could be all these other positive outcomes too and hoping that will do the job, you don't have to make up those different scenarios. You can get right into the body and calm yourself down and and brings the mind back to reality, I guess. Yes. We, We have choice, like we always say. Mm-hmm. And we certainly can choose to reframe and come up with a different story. And at maybe 
at least that's better than the other story. But it it won't necessarily calm the body down as quickly as getting into the body in the way that we've talked about before, that softening mm-hmm. and getting into a, a state in the belly. And the, and the reason why that works is because we're dealing with the nervous system. Right, because that's where the connection is, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the softening and the breathing, getting into the belly is kind of the, the, it's not a code, but it's kind of the way you describe connecting to that part of the central nervous system that calms us down. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when we're looking at, you know, there's lots of different theories out there about how things work. Uh, polyvagal theory talks about three different branches of the autonomic nervous system. One is the safety system. We've talked about this before. That's the ventral vagal. Mm-hmm. And the other two are the correlated to the stress response in the body. We've got our fight or flight, which is the sympathetic system. And then we've got our dorsal system, which is more of that freeze. Okay. Okay. So both of those left unattended, right? Meaning the sympathetic and the dorsal. If they are on fire all by themselves, the safety, they're, they're like, um, no safety system, we got this. Um, we're going to probably find some burnout okay. <laughs> over time. Okay. <laughs> we're going to be feeling agitated. It's just we're overloading feeling the system. disconnected. We're not going to be getting back down to baseline. Right. Mm-hmm. So that can overpower the others. Well, overpower the safety system. Sure. If we go back to our typical day, we get up in the morning, we get right back on, we get online, we get on social media first thing in the morning. Okay, let's rev ourselves up a little bit more. We get up, we get our coffee, and then we turn on the news. Okay, let's rev ourselves. We're going to, we're, we're entering our day in a sympathetic fight or flight <laughs> or, or dorsal maybe, but we're getting up and moving. So, mm-hmm. um, but but then we're already starting our day leveling up, if you will, <laughs> our stress response, mm-hmm. and the safety system is nowhere to be found. Mm. The third branch, that ventral vagal system. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's one that doesn't get talked about as much as the others, right? I, I noticed that, is that every, most people have heard mm-hmm. of the fight or flight mm-hmm. system, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe not in the official name that it yeah. has, but... And then the the dorsal is the freeze. Yes, yes. Fight, flight, or freeze. The safety system, is that more like a flow part of it? I I love this. Um, It's like you're a parent. You're a parent, right? And you have this beautiful eight-year-old child. I don't know. Maybe they're, who who knows what age. You notice all the things that they do that you don't like. Mm -hmm. And the things that they do that you would expect, you never talk about it. You don't highlight those. Okay. We're so problem focused mm. that we're going to pay attention to where the problem is. There's no problem in the safety system, so we don't need to talk about it. But the reality is, is that in our world now, we don't, we have to intentionally get there because we've got the news and we have social media and we have oh, all the yeah, things. Oh, yeah, we're overloaded. Right. Well, yes. Before we, when we didn't have those, we could just naturally get there because the, the, the stress experience the 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 event happened and then we went and cooked dinner and there's six more events following right behind it as quickly as we can open our phone or turn the tv on or talk to somebody right so we're in a constant more chronic state getting into the safety system with the softening and with the breathing and with the reconnection to self in the belly that kind of 
is like a, a light dimmer. I think we've talked about this before. It like mm-hmm. starts to turn on that ventral vagal so we can kind of squeeze in um, and creates a relaxation response in the body. And it's a palpable one that yeah. you can learn to tap into it. And that's and so when we talk about that being a practice, that's what you mean, right? It's it's that practicing of doing that so you can start to learn the feeling, mm-hmm. experience the feeling, right? Because I've noticed that. Like I can, um, having done this a couple years now, um, when I start to soften, I can feel when it's happening. I can f- it, and I can't describe it any better way than that. It just feels like an internal shift. That doesn't mean that the stress goes away, but suddenly there's been a little bit, there's room that's opened up for, you know, something that isn't stress, <laughs> something that's calm. Yeah, you start to feel a sense of safety in your body, mm-hmm. right? That, and that helps us to maybe decide to turn the news off. Or maybe decide to not wake up to our phone. Mm-hmm. Or maybe decide to um, do something different in our day that would offer some sense of a renewal mm-hmm. or a recharge as opposed to choosing something that is going to further frustrate mm-hmm. and, and agitate us. And for me, it's been something too, like with those things, to be able to put them aside and say, you know what, those things are not as important to me as me feeling calm. Mm-hmm. And okay, and safe in this moment, because mm-hmm. I mean, I follow the news pretty closely, right? I always have, but it's not worth it to me to go there in the morning. At all, in fact, I only look at it a couple times a day, at the most, mainly because I've learned that absorbing it in huge amounts doesn't do anything. Because I've told myself the story: the more I know, the better I'll feel. Yes, we have. Many, many of us have done that. Uh-huh. And it doesn't work. And it, that's actually the opposite. <laughs> because you know so much more about things you don't have control over, which actually tends to stress us out even more. I've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Experienced that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it, it seems to me, and I've had people ask me listening to this show, like, so does that mean like you should just not, you should know less? Well, not necessarily. It's just, it's recognizing that knowing it is not necessarily going to give you the peace of mind or the peace in the body or the, the answers that you're hoping to get that I tend to then, for me at least, I think if I can find the answers through knowledge, then I'll feel better or I can make a difference in something. And it usually doesn't work that way. And, and how much, you know, sort of like how much is there, is there how much do we need to know? <laughs> Be- and and where's where where lies the benefit? Like mm-hmm. at what point? Like too much candy is not a good thing, right? And we usually know that by the time we're either bouncing off the walls or vomiting. Too late. Too late. It's too late. Usually. Too late. There's a mess. <laughs> right. right. Clear so sign. Maybe I don't know. Maybe knowledge is kind of similar, or or knowing things. Let's not, I don't even want to say knowledge. knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Knowledge. It's just knowing things. Yeah. Or the or the BS story that knowing as much as you can will help you feel better or will give you more answers or make more sense of a situation or of life or of mm-hmm. I've, 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 I think I'm a pretty smart guy. I've studied a lot of things and read a lot of books. And you are a, a smart of, guy. And that has, I still, I still needed this. Mm-hmm. Right. I was, I was, I was one of those people like you were talking about on full mm-hmm. blast in those other parts of the nervous system. I didn't know that the safety system existed until a couple of years ago. Didn't know it. Yeah. Never mind that I could access it somehow. Oh, sure. Right. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't have a, a ventral vagal class in school, do right. we? 
Right. Right. So anybody <laughs> listening who's this is the first time you're hearing yes. it, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people haven't. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of the reasons why we decided to do this show, too, because the what you talked about, how we are, the world we live in now is so, we're so overloaded. And we have stuff coming at us from a million directions. And we actually pursue it, too, right? We overschedule ourselves. We overschedule our kids. All these other things we've been talking about, that the noise of everything coming at us and the BS stories that we hear from externally, that we tell ourselves internally. It just, it it's like running the engine of your car at high RPMs until yeah. it burns out. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. We're, we're burning out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are. And what happens when we start burning out? We start, you know, we talked about medicating our problems, but then we also start turning on each other, mm-hmm. finding people to blame, right? <laughs> you know, Yes. So, so it, we're seeing the effects of this yeah. writ large in the in the society we live in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which is one reason why we wanted to start talking about this kind of stuff. Yes, and say there is a way where each of us individually can start to tamper that down, can start mm-hmm. getting reconnected with that safety system, and sort of mm-hmm. slow our roll, if you will. Yes, <laughs> and so one of the things is sort of like for each one of us, like what 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 do we not want to expose ourselves to or for the duration of what we typically dis- expose ourselves can we limit that a little bit can mm-hmm. we give ourselves a little bit of a breather can we take the pressure off of needing to sort of know all of the things because it's unrealistic for us to know all of the things and mm-hmm. really be choosy around what we want to put our energy to and what we probably want to let go of so what we want to connect to yeah and what so, and of course, for us, the idea is you let go of the BS stories and you connect to the real of whatever it might be, the reality of your relationships, the reality of your work, the reality of yourself. Okay. Yeah. And so just by softening and breathing into the belly, we can start to access that. We start to just turn the dimmer switch. Mm-hmm. to the direction of getting the safety system on board. And if the safety system is working a little bit along with a little bit of the sympathetic, that fight or flight, they can work together okay, mm-hmm. right? We just want to partner, partner with the safety system mm-hmm. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Right, because in obviously, because other than those moments where we really are in bodily danger, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of safety to be had. Yes. In the moment. Yes. So we can feel terrible, have a really stressful situation going on, but actually we're physically okay mm-hmm. and emotionally okay. We might feel like we're in danger. That was one of the things that I didn't, took me a long time to realize. I could be feeling terrible emotions and somehow I would translate that into, I'm in danger. So I need to get away from these emotions as quickly as possible. To learn that I'm okay by itself was just super powerful. Right. And, and that, that was just the stories of... Uh-huh. Um, negative emotions or yeah. uncomfortable emotions meant danger. That was just a story mm-hmm. that you would feed yourself yeah. in those moments. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and for me, the experience of connecting to that safety system, it allows me, it gives me a sense of, or an opportunity to see that. Yes. And go, okay, that's the story. It's like a pause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's pause, breathe into it and slow down. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's okay. There we are. It went by so fast. Always does. Yeah. Now our, my body's a little more relaxed. A little more now. relaxed. Man, got ourselves ratcheted up there at the beginning. At the beginning, I felt it. My yeah. feet were sweaty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, then what we end up doing with this too is, as we finish up, we tend to pr- start projecting this outward if we don't see this, right? So maybe that's where we can go next, maybe. 
talk about how do we send this out against other in relationships maybe other people oh like how this impacts how this impacts yeah other people and relationships and how we view other people Ooh, okay yeah all right well we found our avenue so that's where we'll go next time on (laughs) breaking up with our bs thanks to all of you for joining us for another episode hope you found it interesting if you'd like to know more make sure you look us up at our facebook group breaking up with our bs um and certainly check us out on your favorite podcast platform this uh youtube channel and wherever else you can find us (laughs) wherever else we are wherever else we are (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks tawny yeah thank you jd all right great and i'm jdk winnikin she is tawny santa maria we'll see you guys next time